right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. We're back again. First episode of 22, getting ready to record up and drop it down. Hey, it's been a fun-filled night here in Georgia. The Bulldogs is the national champion, and we're proud to see it. Y'all pull up a chair and set up while we're going to have some fun with this one. Nick was buzzing all around last night, texting back and forth with our good buddies down there, the old Between the Times podcast guys. Oh, Ricky's talking all kinds of smack on your saving and, and uh, Alabama cribs and red, wasn't he? Go to bed, Ricky. <laughs> was, he kept saying, slick Rick, go to bed. Yeah, I even put it on Facebook. So. <laughs> oh, I saw that this morning, and I tell you what, it's been an exciting time for me being a, a longtime Georgia fan, and you and I have watched so many games together. I thought about that last night, if there's – Ever been anybody that I enjoyed watching football with, it was always you or any kind of sport because we'd always never really talk crap about each other's team. It was always like, man, they might be they might be on to it tonight. But you called me yesterday afternoon. You said, I believe they're going to pull it off. And We saw we, we see every side of it, really, don't we? Oh, from, from the Tech guys, the Florida guys, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, we get them – the Auburns, we get them beating their brakes off every time we turn around. Well, so. there's about three quarters there that – most of the Georgia fans that were excited last night were not too happy. No, no. They so, weren't happy at all. But they sure was happy come the final, final second. <laughs> Don't get on that tangent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, final you bunch second. of fair-weather jack No, was, <laughs> they deserved it. They they came, they played hard and good defensive game. And It's they, the kind of game you expect out of the SEC. I that, mean, really. Not I'm, to get on a sports tangent, but I, it's the game. I mean, that, but what a, what a story for that Stetson Bennett, man. I mean, it, it ain't like he played lights out last night, but he just showed up at the right time. Yeah, right there at the end. Yeah. Didn't let it get him down, showed perseverance, somebody that's ground his way back from it, got cut from the team, left, came back, and was asked to come back, didn't know if he was going to make it back, and, uh, hey, he's a starter. They had them defensive players uh, in better shape than they did the first time. Yeah, you're dang right. They had them running wide open that first uh, that first quarter, and, and that's the game that I, I want to see from a – from a high caliber teams that, that play when you take a, a team the two best teams in the country played last night and as we wind up our uh our deer season for the year and everything that's came along with that we can talk about anything over here oh god this it, <laughs> talk about it outdoors and there's a lot of football players that like to uh <laughs> like to play uh deer hunting and turkey hunting i'd like to feed big else. jordan davis his mom with grocery bill had to be four hundred dollars a week. At, at where was he from? He's somewhere down in South Georgia. Yeah, he's a big, he's, he's a big a boy. They was getting that five for for nineteen ninety five at the Big Wiggly on the weekdays, getting that cheap meat. I guarantee he, you. He reminds me of that guy off of a uh, what was that movie? The Longest Yard. No, Blindside. The, the one where they asked, "You want you gonna eat your cornbread?" Oh, you talk oh. about uh, life, life with yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah. and uh, what was his uh, uh, Mark. What was that guy's name? Martin Lawrence. Uh, yeah, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have my cornbread. You ain't getting my cornbread. <laughs> he was, and he's a he's a very humbly spoken guy. Did you see the uh, Georgia the linebacker for Georgia wearing the Alabama? <laughs> they gave him the wrong hat. Man, they had. I seen on the news this morning all the people were standing at Academy last night waiting in line, wrapped around the building to get shirts. Yeah, Dicks opened last night midnight. They let people in. There was people drove from here, uh, Cherokee and Paulden and Bartow County, all the way to Athens last night just to ring the bell. I see on Facebook. I I like football, but I ain't that big. I got to get them go to work, don't you? That's right. That's right. I I, I sat there last night and watched the post-trophy presentation and all that, and I generally don't get to because it's not my team there. But 
twice this year we've got to watch our, our mm-hmm. local teams, the Braves and Georgia, get crown champions. So congratulations to them, and I can't wait to see what that you know generates into for the state and for the football program because I am a football fan, and I like watching them. So. But now it's on to bigger and better things. You're going to talk uh, turkey hunting. Now, I am ready. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to bust out that old, that old uh, uh, turkey hunting talk or whatever it is you want to do because I know it's going to be the next six, seven months of our life. And, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> um, I think we'll mix in a bunch of stuff we did last year. You know, we were able to talk turkeys. And I know the, the one thing that I'm really excited about this year is getting back into predator hunting and, and getting back into the thermal game and be able to talk to that and – I've got some shows lined up for it, and I can't wait to hear what's coming from SHOT Show. ATA, we've got to hear from the guys at ATA. I want to hear from from all the stuff that was there. From the people I talked to, it was really a down show. It really didn't have a lot going on. It was crowds were low. and it wonder just why, seemed like, I don't just know. Just because of COVID? I'm sure that played into it, but, you know, you hear a lot about ATA just really falling off as being that elite trade show anymore, and which kind of plays right into what we're trying to do for our future with the trade shows and, and what we're wanting to Generate. Derek and Kyle was up there. Yep, with uh, full draw. The old, uh, the old. Uh, was it? De- Derek don't go nowhere without a front lipper, does he? Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> All the time, packed to the gill. <laughs> I thought I liked dip snuff. That boy loves it. <laughs> What's that uh, group that they're with? It's not Latitude. It's uh They were with Latitude. Is up that there. who they were with? Yeah. Yeah, I think I seen Kyle doing some photo shooting and stuff, but they have really started advancing all this saddle hunting stuff that is a huge thing and it comes from the the getting lighter weight the the advancements in the platforms you can only change a saddle so many times but they're changing them and they're making them so much more advanced they're lighter they're they're more comfortable for people and I know. Did you put that saddle of Brandon's yeah, on it all? Yeah, but I was only standing three or four feet off the ground. I swung around on it. I swung around. I think he wants one though now, don't you? Yeah. You know, we've got the tethered guys lined up and teed up for a show. We're going to do one they with them. They won some and, type uh, of award up there. I seen Lone Wolf had come out with some new innovations. They came out with a swing seat for the for the attachment instead of it just being that solid platform. They're coming out with it, and they added a added a quiver holder to the side of the stand, and they're adding all kinds of little nuances and new stick integrations. And I don't know. You going to saddle? No, no. I'm I'm not a fan of the saddle. I've sat in them. I don't I don't like them. I just it's not. It's not for me. I've never tried one. I, I was oh, yeah, gonna we, try didn't let you, we didn't let you try that one. It <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> fit me. <laughs> Brandon Saddles the XL. It'll, it'll What's he got, me. a cruiser? Yeah. yeah. Double panel. The big side for the, panel for, for them big hips. For them handles. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look bad. I just, I don't know. And I know a lot of guys do it. I I told you, I don't know how to be filming and stuff out of that. I don't, I don't know if that's something I want to jump on. But I did not enjoy carrying all my stuff again. I think that f- filming might be. Easy. I see. I mean, a lot of guys do it with success. I think, and I think Brandon's noticing this now, and I'm sure Fowler will, will be too because he got him a saddle. But seems like they're having a problem finding where they want to put their stuff at nowadays because instead of using putting your hands in your pockets, or if you've got a uh, like my vest has pockets on it, mm-hmm. so I've put stuff in there. Um, I think they're having a hard time for, trying to figure out if they if they want to put <clears throat> like. Brandon had one of those, I don't know what you call them. I call them the football hand warmers. I don't know that. Actually. Muff. The muff thing. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't He couldn't figure out where to put that because of that saddle being close to him. So I told him, I said, won't you wrap it around the tree and stick your hands in it? But I didn't know if that would work. 
they've got one now that um, a company, I don't know what the name of it is. I'm on those saddle hunting pages that actually integrates into the saddle itself. It's it's built to attach moly strap-wise onto it, and it's got handles on the outside, and you can adjust the middle, tighten it, and loosen it. I just, my thought is I hate facing the tree. I've always hated that. I mean, going back to the Amacker days, I mean, those are the first deer stands I ever started hunting in. And you climbed up, you had a seat on the back of it, and you sat facing the tree. And I never was a fan of that. I, I actually, the first deer stand I ever had was an Amacker that somebody had home built, just like it. But you could take the seat off the back once you got climbed up and put it against the tree and lean against the tree. I've always liked that. I don't like facing the tree. I like setting out and I'll be honest with you, I am I am so excited for next year and using the setup that I have now. That that setup that I have is is the ultimate for me. For mm-hmm. the deer the, the deer stand, the the bag and, and once I get my sticks this summer, I'm gonna have the ultimate setup. And it's lightweight. I have no complaints whatsoever. Seventeen minutes from ground to tree i tried it the other day carried my sticks in packed it all in only had to walk 150 yards but i I was in the tree sitting down filming in 17 minutes and seems like a lot of time but when you think about it what it used to carry in and and hell everybody's seen the video of me trying to struggle standing up with 40 something pounds worth of stuff i'm probably down closer to 23 pounds now with everything and and i'm gonna lighten it up even more when i get my new stick so I'm a fan of the Lone Wolf Custom Gear stuff. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my setup from from now on as far as hanging and banging. Yeah, I think I I think I may end up buying me one. I'm gonna look at a few as as we go to some of these trade shows and try them on and see how they fit. Um, I, I just I don't know about the stands. You know, me being bigger, I, I question. I almost bought one of those XLP stands, but I was, I question like the comfortability of sitting in there. I don't know if I wouldn't be more comfortable in a saddle, even though. You got a smaller platform, but me sitting on that tiny platform in my 13, 14 inch boots, yeah. you know. Well, and I know that the, you know, Novix makes an amazing stand. They're building some cool stuff. Um, they've came out with, uh, Lone Wolf's came out with a 1.5 now. It's not quite as big as the 2.0, and it's, it, they've got a swing seat that's more comfortable. And I, and I made mention of that because, you can unbolt the current seat and bolt that one on without having to buy a whole new stand, and it doesn't lose any of the functionality of your bag and it, and it you know, having the hinge style so you can set your bag on it and integrate in. I just I can't believe the the thought process that goes into some of that stuff. And you know, we we sit around and talk about how we want to develop different you know techniques and in the way of carrying stuff. And they did the thought for you, Andre and them. I mean, from the first time I picked up the stand, I thought, well, I've made a good investment here. And then I bought the bag, and the way the bag integrates in, and it all ties into one solid setup. For me, it won't. There won't be anything that I want to use unless it's going to a saddle. And I just don't see myself as a saddle hunter. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of facing the tree, and I think that's the big thing that kills me for it. Now I will say you profile well when you're sitting behind a tree, and but I haven't had any real issues with that. You know, when you're skinny as my ass is, it's hard to profile against a tree. So I don't know if it'll be a saddle, but I I definitely won't be running the same stand next year. It's just, even though it's supposed to be a lightweight stand, that Hawk's just, it's not it. Carrying that, the stand and the steps and the bag, camera gear and everything like that, it's just what it's am- too much. What amazed me was with the way that, the the wolf pack all works together with that stand i can hang my sticks and and i'm running a hawk stick set up now and they don't pack you know well to the stand and to me the packability is what makes that whole setup 
key. It's not about, you know, being able to strap it all together. Of course, you can strap your stand to any bag. You can strap it on there. You can get it all integrated together to make it work for you. But once you get to that tree, you, you unhinge two clips and you take your bag off. And your sticks are there. You undo two little bolts. Your sticks are off. Your stand's sitting there ready to hang. There is no undoing straps. You don't have to undo anything. Your stand is there. You hang the first stick. And I did this. Hung my first stick. And I had to take them off of it. And it was a little bit more cumbersome because they're wrapped up. And they're not the exact way I want them to. But I took that first stick off, hung it, put my stand on my back, or on my back, go up with my next two sticks hang one, go up, hang the next one, and then I was in my stand, and I only had to make one more trip down the tree. So I essentially made, you know, one mm-hmm. solid trip up to hang my stand back down, and I have my backpack, and I hook my bow on it up. Yeah. And the way that that camera arm, of course, we're using the, the lone wolf camera arm as well, I don't have to add anything else to the tree as far as a, a hanger or anything else. I hang my my uh camera arm and it's got that little fang on the bottom of it my bag hangs right on top of it and i actually took and used my bk strap for my bow hanger which i'm going away from that i'm going to continue to use that strap if i need it but i'm going to get one of the the just called a sidewinder or something that mounts on the side of the stand and you mount your bow on it and everything's there and i don't i don't know i just i'm very impressed with it not to use it i didn't get to use it during the traveling portion of the season i was hoping to use it this past week of course not getting to go but don't sound like I missed too much on that trip, but at the same time, I was I was wanting to try my stand out and, and see. You how ever hung that stand in six degree weather? No, I hung it and it was what 20, 28, I guess. So yeah, it wasn't that's a heat. That's a heat, heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that, how it got to like thirty one the next day, and we're like, man, it feels good out here. I know. I put two ratchet straps on that stand. I came to son. Ooh. Old fingers, fingers. Oh. Well, but no, I'll probably get to, I'll probably do the saddle, man. I, I don't know. It was not. I bet Brandon was only carrying 12 pounds. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, total. you could tell. I mean, that picture I sent, I put on the notes, man, you could tell that he's pretty compact. I mean, he said it's got to be half the weight of a deer stand. And he said he's got to figure some stuff out. Like, they, he bought those cyst haulers. They go on the back. They're basically like bags that you can put. Dump bags, yeah. yeah you can put stuff in and. Um, it's just all like once you, I think once you, anything, like once you learn a system, you could probably make it work out pretty quick. But I think just going across, like if you, especially up there, you know, you don't know, if, you don't know what kind of tree you're going to get in. Ain't no telling what kind of curve it's got in it or not or something. And I think if you want to make something happen, I think that's a good way to do it. But if you, you can hang those lock-ons just as quick. Versatility with the saddle game is, is the key. Um, I think packability and, and lightening the load, making it easier to get in and out of the woods quietly um, is key. Now, finding a system is is also key. And if you're not already following along on these saddle hunting pages, do so. because you, and, and I've said it all along, they're the gutter of the deer hunting world. I don't care what anybody says. They argue over the most stupid stuff, which any page you go to anymore, it seems like there's going to be an argument on it. But they will argue over, oh, this saddle's better than this saddle. This platform sucks because this one doesn't do this, or this is better than that. And they are constantly bickering and arguing. Just wade through all that crap, and you'll learn a lot of good stuff. They give some amazing tips. These one-stick guys, they carry one stick. And they go up, and they've got their rappel rope, you know, and they're tying off. And to me, it seems like that's a lot more cumbersome, especially with big clothes on if you're trying to get in quietly and not sweat to death. But – I think learning to shoot out of it with a bow and gun is going to be 
a more of an issue than learning to hang it because you're going you're going to use probably a lot more core muscles. That deer ain't always going to work in on your favoring side. I mean, no. you may have to shoot behind you, you may have to shoot over to your right around the tree. I mean, you have those options, but still, I mean, Brandon said he was shooting behind him. He could just feel his core muscles tight and he was shaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you turn your back a certain way. I mean, you're you're yeah. contorting in ways you don't normally do and getting obsolete angles that you're not used to having. I mean, you're standing on, what, an eight, ten-inch platform? Sometimes smaller. I mean, some of those guys just stand on top of the step. Yeah, some I mean, of them use screwing sticks. I mean, so. they don't they, – they preset this stuff and put bolts in there and climb up and – I think a platform is, is, you know, a necessity. But one thing you're seeing now, and they started this uh, as an add-on, they had flat platforms that you stand. Well, then your toe pivot gets off and you want an angle on it. So a guy built a, you know, a bracket that goes around it. Now they've got them with wings on them that you can walk around the tree for the, the ring of steps. I mean, those have been mm-hmm. around forever, and, you know, people would walk around the tree with them. Or, saddles aren't new. No. The, the craze is new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh has got one. That something gun weighs about twelve pounds. It's old leather. The original tree saddle from built right here in Jasper, Georgia. That's what Hank's I mean, got. It takes <clears throat> an engineer to put it on because it's got so many. And I think Josh integrated a metal bar between his to keep his keep it spread apart so he wouldn't squeeze his legs together. It's yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, pinch. I don't know what's best. You know, I, I enjoy sitting out of a um, lock on just as much as anybody. You know, so I don't know. Just. Whatever. I mean, I'm probably not going to use it in Georgia. We got too many straight pine trees down here. I can hang my climber about as quick. Yeah, <laughs> got to sleep in that thing. Uh, yeah. I like the climber aspect. I'm not getting rid of my climber. I mean, no. I still carry it. I mean, it's 16 pounds compared, and I can always, you know, strap my backpack on the back of it just as well. But I ain't walking a long ways. I ain't hiking mountains with it. But if I'm going to a pretty pine, going to jack up there and yeah. get going with it. Well, so let's let's talk about. Illinois and in the trip you know it's it's been a uh, several years since you've made a trip up that late season I think the last time I knew of you going after shotgun um in really cold weather was probably when you and Mulkey went that time wasn't it didn't you probably so yeah I don't even know how long ago that was it's been probably seven maybe ten years ago eight ten years ago I remember y'all went and you made a trip last year up after season uh, or after the the rush and had a good good encounter um this time was the latest season that that you've ever went though correct Mm -hmm. by far (laughs) probably should have stayed right here in georgia and put some corn out and popped a dough (laughs) (laughs) probably probably so when you when you you you, can't mount those memories if you don't go right (laughs) hey there you go opportunity that's that's what i told cody because i didn't get to go with covid and I, I I hate I didn't get to go for the trip because I love going on trips. I mean, that's one thing I was sitting around and now y'all was on the phone with you and I was sitting there calling and I hated that I didn't get to go because of the trip and the experience. But as the back of your mind, you're like, I'm like, I'm boy, I'm I dodged the bullet on this <laughs> yeah. one. As we're telling you what's happening every day, you're like, this fireplace ain't that bad. No, and do you do you feel like it was right off the rip? Do you feel like it was a worthwhile trip? Just oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. It was 100%, though, and you can get mad at me if you want to, but it was Brandon's fault. 100%. 100%. What it's was, all on Brandon. What was Brandon's fault? The whole day. The whole, the day whole of, trip. Yeah, the whole trip. <laughs> so we're slated to leave Thursday. Okay. And we had already assigned a time. We're leaving the house at 8 a.m., right? Yeah. 
8 a.m. Yeah, 8 a.m. Dropping right. the kids off. Dropping the kids. I got to drop the kids off. I'll be there, and we're going to leave at 8 a.m. Well, I get here at Nick's house, 7.15. 6.15. Seems like. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey said last night, Watson was here before uh, I got up out of bed. <laughs> I was ready to go, son. <laughs> and uh, right away, Brandon calls, and, uh, hey, uh, tell Nick, um, it's going to be a minute. I got to run to work. Apparently, Brandon now is a is a buller mechanic, or a oh, I don't know the yeah. proper terminology, yeah. <laughs> but apparently a buller had went out at work, and that's his specialty now. So he had to go save the day. So, long story short, and on top of that, he was supposed to bring a, a hitch hauler because we didn't want to have to pull a trailer. So with him telling us that. He was going to save the day to fix a buller. He had also somehow forgot the hitch holler at his house, so he didn't have it. After he texted me the night before, do we need that hitch holler? Yes, bring it. He didn't bring it. So we're sitting about 8 o'clock right now. So so to back up, we had this trip planned to go to Illinois for a late season hunt. And you were supposed to go. with You and Cody were supposed to go. Yeah. And you got sick. Yeah. So I told Cody instead of – him going up there hunting by himself or staying by himself, he's more than welcome to go with us. So that's how Cody got. That's how the trio got formed. Yeah, that's, that's how the trio <laughs> yeah. got formed. So we decided to uh, take my v, my truck or whatever because it was a Ford and didn't make it. But um, <laughs> 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 now nah, you can go ahead, Cody, with that. But no, yeah. so so now we're like, well, we need the hitch hauler. Yeah, but I was in like R-rated mode by then. Oh yeah, yeah. Nick was fit. He was fit to be tied for sure. I believe it. Now, and, I would be the same way. So I told Nick, I said, "Well, I've got a hitch hauler at the house." I said, "We got to wait on Brandon, anyways. We might as well go get the dang thing." So we drove all the way to my house, got my hitch hauler, and come back here. And about it was about what eight forty-five. Brandon finally yeah. pulled up. Yeah. And Nick right off was just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Lit him up. I forgot Dude, what I said. I don't, I don't remember. I was just trying to put stuff in the truck and just avoid fist fight. But, hey. but you got to think about this. There's a storm coming in. Yes. A, a snow and ice storm. And the only thing we keep saying, we got to get out here. And, and we were really originally going to leave. It, like I was going to work half a day. And uh, that's what I said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I, I was originally going to work a half a day. But I watched the weather the night before and seen that snow and stuff coming i said we need to get across mon eagle yeah so what i said to brandon when i pulled up i said i hell i should have worked half a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you was gonna work i should have worked yeah. yeah but so we so we finally get loaded up and we leave at nine nine o'clock yeah hour and late already hour late already and the whole way every time you know oh y'all want breakfast well we could already ate you know if you it's lunch time now <laughs> it's lunch time now y'all want to stop where y'all want to stop me lunch at you know just that mm. But about, I don't know exactly when we, we made it over Mon Eagle. Mm-hmm. And we're um, like, we were, yeah, we, we like made you pulled it, a plug out of you. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we was nervous. Nick was nervous and I I was nervous too for him because I didn't want to be on Mon Eagle with, with what was coming. So we made it over Mon Eagle and we're, and we're headed down, um, uh, towards Nashville and we get about probably an hour outside of Nashville, I would say 45 minutes outside of Nashville and it starts. The rain, the sleet, and then it went from sleet 
it was amazing how fast it went from sleet to snow to roads covered. Yes. Within, I, I bet, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, not long. No, not long at all. And, and we you're were, driving into this vortex. You're driving right into it. It ain't like it's it's bearing down on you, but y'all are driving right into it. Right. Yes. We're headed northwest, kind of, and it's coming from the west straight east, and we're just, it's crossing over the top <laughs> yeah. of us. We keep pulling it up on our phones, and we're like, I think we're good. We made it over Mont Eagle. I think we're good. And and it's raining and sleet, and then you start seeing a little bit on the side of the roads. Then you see the oncoming traffic on the other side of the interstate, and they got snow all over. They're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking to you. And mm-hmm. we're watching the temperature thing, and I would, I was watching it in my truck, and I'd see Cody, he'd look over at it. It look over at it, <laughs> yeah, and I'd go. Well, we're down, we're down to thirty five. You know, it was like forty something we left here, and and it kept creeping. By the time we got to Nashville, we knew that it was it was serious, and um, I don't remember at what point it was before Nashville. We were probably thirty minutes outside of Nashville, and we started to get into the traffic. And at first, we thought maybe it was just you know a few minor wrecks. We we had the ways pulled up and checking it out. And then we started seeing the. Well, it started slowing down, and we decided right. to eat. Oh yeah, that yeah, was we, the, de- we decided to eat. So we pulled in this little. <laughs> what was it called? A resort? It was a resort. Yeah, it was a resort. It was a Mexican restaurant hooked to a hotel, a, a hotel like a junkie hotel. Uh, yeah. Brandon, called, Brandon kept calling it a resort, so because <laughs> we thought we was going to stay there. So we we it slowed down. We thought, well, we'll, we'll give it just a little bit, you know. We we'll grab us something to eat, whatever. So we eat, filled up, pull back out on the interstate. And it was probably the worst thing we ever did was stop me. Mm-hmm. It just <laughs> locked down. Yeah. I mean, locked down. Almost got sideswiped by Chevrolet. Yeah, that was our first indication. There was a Mustang that had ran off in the median. And I don't know what this guy in this, this diesel truck was thinking. Mm-mm. But he was going the same way we were. And he turned left into the median and started coming back towards us. And his tail end slided slid, slided, slided. Slided. <laughs> slided. It started slided. Uh, slid towards oncoming traffic he was facing dead towards us and just stomped it and was just paralleling us like this going watson's like it's gonna catch it's gonna catch it's gonna t-bone us (laughs) if that thing would have caught he's four-wheel drive yeah we weren't moving blowing i mean just and if it would have caught traction he would have he would have t-boned us and that was the first indication of like okay we have made a mistake oh yeah but i would say i was in the left lane and closer we got to nashville like the worst it got, and I'm like, I've got to get over in the right lane because it got it got up to Nashville where there wasn't nothing but the concrete median. You know, there wasn't nowhere to go. I was like, at least I want to get over here and find some grass. Yeah, you know, in case it gets too bad. And and we did. I think we got over at the right time, man. Mm-hmm. We got up there and it. We got like on this bridge right before you get into 155, and we were talking to you at this point, but it was just, I mean, bumper to bumper, and people started spinning, and we got hung up on this bridge. <laughs> well, Brandon gets out and. He goes back and talks to the guy behind us. They make conversation, and now they're best friends. But um, he gets back in the truck. Well, this cop had came around us. Like th- th- At this time, there's 18-wheelers spinning going up this hill. We're not even to Nashville. I don't know what time it is. There's 18-wheelers spinning. There's a work van spinning. I mean, it caught Nashville off guard. I mean, by then, there's probably, what, four inches of snow? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like what hit Atlanta a few years yes, ago. Yes, yes. I mean, just, I mean, just t- caught them off guard. And... And, and I kept telling them, I, and I had my truck in four-wheel drive at this time, and I and there was just like Chrysler rear-wheel drive, and it just kept spinning. Just, and I was like, man, we're going to be stuck out here. for the, mm-hmm. So for about an hour, I was thinking, man, we're going to be sleeping in our truck tonight. Yeah. And and I kept 
harassing them, telling them we're going to call our ladies, telling them we're staying in Nashville and all that. <laughs> but, um, so this cop comes by us in the emergency lane, and there's a guardrail there. So, man, you couldn't go anywhere else. He comes by us. Here comes this red Ford. And, man, we just we waited a few minutes. We He stopped up there for some reason, and we fell right in behind him. And thank God we did. Y'all went to 155. We, we went to 155 and went way – I don't know. I don't even know how we went around, way around Nashville. Yeah, we just made a big loop around Nashville. And and we're kind of lucky that we made it around 155 because there were some tractor trailers jackknifed on that road as long as some other cars that couldn't make it up hills and stuff. And uh, we made it around that and eventually made it back on the interstate. And it was – we were past the worst of it as far as traffic went, but it was still – Oh, the roads got worse. Yeah, the it was still. I mean, you're on the interstate running forty. You yeah, know, at at max speed. Yeah, we were just glad to be moving at that point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were already, we was already to be out of the. Vehicle. I mean, it was snowing hard. I mean, probably yeah. probably through Nashville probably got the worst. I would say they probably ended up getting, like I said, four to six inches maybe. Yeah, but it was, it was, as as if, as we got further north, it it started slowing up, and uh, the snow that is, but. I think by the time we got into Kentucky, the roads were the roads were still bad, and they were wrecks. We we seen some eighteen wheelers that I don't even know how they got in some of the places they got. Um, they drive, and I learned this back in thirteen when we went to Iowa. They have no slowdown. They think just go, and they they'll go. And you'd see them blow. I'm talking. It took us twenty two and a half hours to get to Iowa on a fifteen hour trip. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And them jokers are coming by you like you're sitting still. You get two or three miles up the road, and then they they are in the median, or they're off on Mm -hmm. the side of the road, and you're like, why not just slow down, you know, and think about this a little bit, but they don't. I don't see how that one one went up between the median. (laughs) It went underneath a bridge and split the pylon. I don't know how he did not shift the bridge. I I don't either. And the truck was gone. The trailer was left there. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Still not sure how that worked. (laughs) I don't know what, 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 what he was on, but. Um, so we got on up chicken the, feed. We got on up the road and we stopped in Paducah and we ate the steakhouse. It was good. And um, we get on. We we take back off. We fill back up. When I'm filling up, and and then we'll get on this later. But I'm filling up in my gas tank. I I guess the hose was frozen on my gas tank. So uh-huh. yeah, so I could only you'd fill it up and only a little bit of gas would go in there. Fill it up, only a little bit of gas would go in there. So we. Done the best we could, and we we went on. Anyway, my truck was covered in ice yeah. underneath, and um, so we go on, get to camp. I'll let you start off from there. Well, the 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 trip normally takes um, about six and a half hours. Six hours. Yeah, we were in the truck for uh, eleven, uh, almost eleven and a half hours. By the time we got there, <laughs> eleven and a half hours. <laughs> it was eight thirty when we pulled in. Eight. Now we did stop and eat a Mexican restaurant. We stopped at uh, the Roadhouse, but still. Not 11 and a half Not hours. 11 and a half hours, hours worth of eating. Yeah. I didn't do no five hours yeah. worth of eating. Yeah. No, no. So, so we roll into camp, and, you know, I had visited the camp before, but, you know, everybody has a camp protocol, knows what to do, knows what, you know, what to open, what to shut, you know. <laughs> so I'm just kind of waiting, you know, like, hey, what can I do? Brandon got out and uh, opened the door, and uh, we opened the main door and went in there, and uh, we were like, need to turn on that main breaker over there to, to get power to the whole, whole barn. I was like, okay. So go over there, and it's a 200-amp main service, and we're trying to turn it on. And I was like, man, this thing's froze up. Nick said the same thing. Man, I've got some moisture, and it's froze or whatever. Would not turn on. I think it flickered one time. One time. And um, 
after multiple phone calls to whoever we could think of at that time to kind of, hey, what the heck's wrong with Yeah, I kept with calling guys we hunt with to see if something was <clears> – <throat> see if they had to do something different. And um, and by this time, too, my truck was, I think, we're, we're at, what, 15 degrees? Yeah, 15 degrees. I mean, yeah. snow on the ground. I mean, we're – we're cold inside this metal building is where our camp is. We have a camp inside this metal building and we just couldn't get nothing out of it. And Brandon had brought this electrical panel up there from some junkyard back and <laughs> no telling how old that damn thing was. And the guy kept asking us, he's like, what's, what's the name of that? What's the name brand on that thing? It's gotta be on there. And I'm like, look, if you can see this thing, it's not on there. Rush. It's been in the mud hole for a while. Okay. You know how Brandon is, but so we couldn't find the name. We ended up cutting the main breaker out of it, which is probably an antique now. So we call it. Is it glass fuses? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was 830. We got there at 830 Georgia time, which would lose an hour. So it was 730, I guess, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. So we got in the truck. We made a decision. Shut the doors. Let's call Home Depot. See what they got. See if they have something to match it. And we go to Home Depot. Of course, they don't have anything close to that. We had to go to Marion, which is all the way back on. I guess that's 54 it turns into there. Uh, went all the way back to Marion, Illinois. Had to buy a whole new panel. I had taken every, except hand tools, every tool out of my toolbox. Oh, I mean, God. I had drills, yeah, everything yeah. to work with. Bits. Had to buy a drill. Had to buy a drill. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had to buy, I mean, we didn't have to, but we didn't want to be sitting there with a flathead screwdriver all day. So we bought a little cheap Ryobi drill. And, um, I mean, this is a $200 trip to Home Depot. Yeah. Just just because we the panel got, was a hundred and something bucks, one hundred fifty six dollars, and then I think the drill was fifty bucks or something like that for the little ride. So, oh god! But at this point, I mean, we're beat. This is thirteen hours into the day, and it's thirty forty five minutes back to camp from that Home Depot. Back to camp, and from what the guy told us, which we knew. I mean, we've all got a little experience, you know, electrical and stuff. We knew it was going to take us at least an hour at minimum to rewire that entire panel. Um, a guy told us three hours, but. So Nick's like, and we were trying to figure out what are we going to do? You know, we're, we're already in Marion. So we ended up getting a hotel. Yeah, we were contemplating going back and wiring it, which I'm glad we didn't. We, we'd have froze. Yeah, we'd have froze to death. To death. Yeah. Now, you pull into this hotel, and is it like a nice hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's Brandon. why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about Brandon? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Mr. – uh you used to call me Mr. Frugal, and then you got Mr. Frugal Brandon now. Yeah. He's like, uh, hey, there's one down here for 60 bucks. Here's one for 70 <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm not staying at that cheap shit. <laughs> no. No, we, I'm like, Roach Motel. I mean, we went to Comfort Inn. It's, you know, it ain't probably a Marriott or anything, but it was nice. Oh, yeah, it was super nice. I mean, and it was – but you got to imagine, we pull up. We've got bows, deer stands. We've got – and all every bit of it's covered with two inches of snow. Every bit of it, I mean. And we've got to take all that inside because we, yeah, we can't leave none of that outside. Camera gear, uh, clothes bags, all that. So we load up to the carts and wheel them in, and we knocked the snow off everything best we could. But <laughs> Everything. <laughs> but it was um, – Everything we was got in the room. That, we got in the room that night, and uh, the skinny guy, he had to get the railroad bed. Me and Brandon got the king bed, but it was a nice hotel room. It was it was it was a king master bedroom, and then I had a living room, kitchen. Yeah, man, I slept on the pool. Comfort in, yeah. (laughs) Comfort in did it right. We put him on the pull out couch, but Brandon bought. Brandon's got one of these. uh, It's like that tote, like a like a a husky box, you know. Well, it had snow all over it, so he put it in that hotel room. He didn't raise the lid on it, and that (laughs) snow started melting. And I was laying there in the bed, and I could hear it just. (laughs) 
sawdust went over there and picked that lid up, knocked all that water out of the floor. Um, it was a, uh, it was an experience. It was. I mean, what a day though. Now y'all are probably what ten thirty, eleven o'clock at this time. Oh, easy. I don't think. Yeah, and there was no just like going. You know how it is. Like there's no going straight to sleep. And and plus, we got to get ready to hunt in the next morning. So we're getting all of our clothes out. We got to get our camera batteries out, charge all that stuff, laying all our stuff out. So it was never, we did just go and throw our stuff in and yeah. go to bed. And it was a there was a wind down period there for a while. And um, so did we stopped and got another six pack before you went to the hotel. No, we didn't. We didn't. No, I was pretty tired, man. After driving in that stuff, that's all stressful day. when you're driving like that. Yeah. I mean, your nerves wear yeah. on you. You're, and they offered to drive, but I, you know, I. I figured if, if I was gonna make a mistake in my truck, I was gonna make yeah, it on my own. Understand. And that. Nick said a couple things. Like, imagine if you'd pulled this camp, pulled your camper up here. I was like, oh, I was turning, I'd have turned, turned around. We'd been sleeping in a Walmart park. It, it was, a, I mean, it was a good day. We got up next morning, and everybody was pretty chipper. Yeah, man. woke up at four a.m., loaded all the stuff back into the truck, and uh, just drove straight to the woods. I drove straight to the woods, and I had to go out there. And when when, I, when Brandon pulled up, well, I drove. We went to camp, and unloaded some of the stuff, and then went. Brandon took me and dropped me off, and when I got out, my truck said six degrees, and I had to um, <laughs> old big doe blowing in the back. <laughs> uh, we had a um, I had to go put. I was hunting. Brandon told me he's like, man, you ought to go to this one stand, which I'm glad I did, you know. But and it hadn't been hunted all year, so I had to take two ratchet straps and put on there. Boy, it was cold. <laughs> it was cold, but I we we set till what nine? Yeah, we probably, set, probably could set a long a little longer. Yeah, I I never got cold, and I said this I I never got cold in the woods. Um, <laughs> I got cold back at camp when we were doing stuff before <laughs> it actually got warm at camp. But uh, I went to a spot where actually Brandon killed sawzall. I hunted that stand, and it was a beautiful spot. And there was tracks all in the snow. Um, didn't see anything. Um, did you didn't? I see didn't anything. see that. I ran some out when I went in. That's right. And Brandon, I don't remember if he saw. He him. he forgot. He he took his saddle in, was going hanging this thicket, and forgot his pull up rope. Yeah. So he right. got in this ladder stand, and um, and then we we got out. We went and got some coffee and came back to and replace the panel. That's when the fun. You kind of started to settle. Then that was yeah, on Friday. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was just little things here and there. I guess from that point on, it was. It was a good trip. I mean, I. I had told my dad, I was like, you know, this is what happened. He's like, well, that's, that's some of that Wilson luck. And I was like, yeah, I don't think it's luck. I think it's just, I'm a bad luck. I don't think it's bad luck. I think it's just a good memory made. Yeah. I mean, you never, you know, you don't know all that stuff's going to happen, you know? Well, I mean, you can't plan for that. I mean, it's, it's not something that you set out on Wednesday. You know, we had talked earlier in the week because it was, I mean, I got back from Tennessee on Sunday and, and Cody was talking, and I was like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm starting to get all my stuff together. I worked on it Sunday afternoon, you know, getting my stand and everything up, and then got sick Sunday night and Monday. I was, And I was even still thinking, you know, maybe I'll get to feeling better. I just got a yeah. little bug or something. And then, of course, tested positive on Wednesday, and I'm like, nah, I ain't going. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm out. And uh, But it was – the thought of going was, did you not think about calling up there and having them turn the power on before you got there so it would warm up a little well, bit? Or, I, I or did. Is that, I don't even know if that's a possibility. I did, and, and Watson asked me something about if I want to call a farmer. But I, I didn't want to just – I didn't want to bother him with it. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, hindsight's twenty. Well, I know. I, I know. Up, that's but, easy to say. But, no, now, I, never, but. I never have. But we got it wired up and got those heaters going. But, man, it was still cold. Yeah, that first night it was um, – which we, Friday we, we got in the woods. I didn't. Where did I hunt Friday? I don't even know where I hunted Friday. Oh, I hunted over 
where Brandon shot that one deer, but y'all y'all saw deer. Yeah, I saw deer off. In Brandon there. saw a good eight pointer. Yeah, he almost got a shot on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And grunting, it took off running. It's, I think <laughs> it's still running, but yeah, he did. But <laughs> but we were getting reports. Um, I actually talked to Bill. Yeah, and you saw that, and um, everybody was saying that the movement, and even the farmer up there, he had said that they kind of the snow kind of knocked him in the head. I think it did. I, I mean, it herds them up, and I mean they get back together. And we've talked about it. I mean, we talked, you know, before we were even going what's going to be the key and it was trying to find food and i mean if you had been on a you know a good food plot where it was planted with that snow coming in those late evenings oh there ain't a doubt in my mind there to been deer on them oh, I mean, sure. you can see it on all the social media posts i mean yeah the guys that been i saw a video that west delks put out the other day um there was over 100 deer on one of his consulting farms when that snow hit up there and that's just the preparation. I mean, the yeah. one thing that we don't have the luxury of doing a lot of times is having those food plots planted and having those, you know, spots that are go to. When it when when bad weather hits, you go to food. I mean, and but, but y'all, but the thing about it is, you could have sat at home and not saw anything. I oh, mean, yeah, that's you absolutely. know, you you took an opportunity to go and got some. Cool videos, you getting rained on, Nick coming blasted down the road. Oh, I laughed at that video when you come blowing by. That was hilarious. Well, you know, we got out of the woods on Friday and went to town before we came back and just kind of rode around a little bit. We saw some deer moving midday. So we kind of made the decision on Friday night that we were going to hunt midday Saturday. So we actually we were going to get up and hunt an hour, but we didn't do that So Saturday morning. So we ended up hunting. We, we went to town and grabbed some breakfast and got in the woods at 10, and they set in their same spot until 2.30 until it started raining. But I had moved. I had went and set at a spot and got down and moved. And, and I kind of enjoyed that. I, and, you know, I think if I had to do over again, and because, I mean, I wanted to kill a deer, don't get me wrong, but I think utilizing that late season, especially with that snow on the ground, mm-hmm. man, I, I found some deer trails that I wouldn't have thought that's where the deer were traveling. And yeah. I marked them on hunt stand. So I wish I'd have used that more of that late season tool is, is seeing where the deer – because I think those deer almost – I would assume those deer probably use the same pattern early season that they do late season, mm-hmm. and, and and everything being gone or snow on the ground in that part of the country, you could probably pattern which way they're going. But yeah, I think that you find the thickest bedding area you can, but you run the risk of going into those areas and blowing it out. You know, slipping in. And it's just, I think it's one of those. We talk about opportunity. Just go. You know, you you go and you you take the chance to experience it I, I don't care if you kill anything or not it was an experience i mean of course the the whole scope of it wasn't the grandest of of plans we'd love to i, I would have loved nothing more than to have got a, a phone call from any one of y'all you know that you had knocked one well, down well cody saw one yeah. chasing yeah I, I know that's what he, he said. saw one chasing a man we rode around saturday afternoon they were after that rain it, it rained it started raining on us we got out and then rode around but man the deer were everywhere i thought we saw over 100 deer yeah, they were. I mean, they just come out of the woodworks, and, and you wonder because you go somewhere. Like, you know how it snows; you can see for miles. It seems like underneath the woods, where are the, they's like those deer just pop up out of the ground, just disappear. I mean, they, they do. They just come up. The, and, the few deer that I saw from the deer stand, I would just look and I'd be like, "Where the heck did they come from?" Now, granted, I didn't see a ton of deer, but the deer I saw, I'm like, I just looked over there. Where did they come from? Like it's just like they just like you said, popped up out of a ditch that you can't even see. Yeah. It's just it's crazy, but yeah, I, and I did have an opportunity. I I could have made a shot at a, a doe because we were. I at first I was like I'm just gonna shoot a buck, and then by the time we got up there, I was like I'm shooting first. <laughs> Six four beware. 
I told him to gun that Spock down. He yeah, saw. I saw Spock walking in uh, Friday evening and um, on the edge of a field, and I come up over a knoll, and I was able to get within about 50 yards of it. And Nick's like, you should have shot that thing. And I, But I did uh, Saturday, but right, right as it was starting to rain, I had slipped up through the woods, and I was just paralleling the wind. The wind was blowing from my right to the left, and I walked over a little knoll in the woods, and there was a doe feeding towards me. And if I could have just sat there, she would have walked within probably 30 yards of me. But I knew it started sprinkling, and I was like, I got to make something happen. Yeah. So I just put a big tree between me and her, and I just started easing up through there with my bow already clipped. And I stepped out, and I ranged where she was at, and she was like 51 yards. But at that exact time, it had like started raining pretty heavy, and I thought about my bag I left back there with my camera gear in it and everything, and I was <laughs> like, my bag's not waterproof. And I was like – and we had already been texting like – soon as it's raining, I'm going to come get you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like – and I just pulled my air off and stuck in my quiver, and that she just turned turned and took off running, and I was – Should have let it fly. But I'm glad I didn't because it was – that oh, rain was cold. My check engine light comes on up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yep. And come to find out all the way home, we end up finding out what was the, – the fuel problem is the vent tube. I guess it got all the ice on it. Ah. And it had – Pulled now it's it fell down. I got to put it back up there. Still. Yeah, it's a weird vent tube. It's just a tube by itself. It don't hook back into the nozzle. Mm-hmm. It's just up there, and it has like a little filter on the top. And it had got ice on it and fell all the way down, so it wouldn't vent. And it was so it, the it, nozzle. When I like pulled, a gas cap uh, flaw or throw to throw a bad code for the gas cap. I, I hope that's there. what it is. I haven't got it checked, and I haven't put that thing up there. So when I fill my gas tank up, it takes me about twenty minutes. Yeah, to fill it get up. That that those necks the way they fold down or whatever. I don't think anything else happened. Up there, we no, s- we ate good. We saw, we saw, we saw a a, gir- a lady that gave us a good blessing up there. We did. Oh yeah, in a restaurant. Yeah, she come in friendly, talking to us, and and uh, it was just it was good to see somebody like that. We did see a good buck riding around at night. What was yeah. the blessing? Just for her to come in there and and see us and not know us, and she was telling us about God and Jesus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. she was. Uh, how did she say she was? She was with her brother. Her brother, I mean, they were both probably in their. From Nebraska, right? Yeah. And uh, they were both in their <laughs> 80s. What'd she say? She was from the same town as John Wayne, but didn't go on a date with him? She said, I never went on a date with him. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that was super cool. And just, I mean, obviously just hanging out at camp. And like I said, we ate good. We made sure of that. We did it good. And <laughs> what'd y'all have at camp? Cody cooked a meatloaf and uh, I fried some potatoes. And the next, and then we had our wine rolls. And Cody actually popped two cherries up there. <laughs> he had gravy on toast. Yeah, I've never had gravy on toast. You ain't never had SOS. <laughs> no, I mean, eh? what's bad is I've heard it called that forever, but I'm just a biscuit man. Like, I love biscuits man, and little chip beef <laughs> and some gravy. And they didn't have, they were out of biscuits. And uh, she's like, We can put it on toast. And I was like, That's fine, you know, or whatever. And Brandon's like, That's good, you know, right there. And I was like, And I ate it. And I was like, Dang, that is good. And the second thing I know what he's talking about, Brandon had brought some, uh, Pickled uh, peppers and tomatoes. Pickled peppers and tomatoes. And I was like, I ain't never had no pickled peppers or tomatoes. And I ate a well, quarter of the jar. peppers. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. You. That's what all that stuff I bring up there is those pickled peppers. I mean. What? The, the jalapenos, any of that stuff. And the, when you put it in the cornbread? Well, yeah, but I mean, you're eating it the well, same way. Well, I never way. just ate it out of a jar. Just like. He's a country boy now. 
I guarantee you Brandon was on that. I can hear that now. He actually didn't say it. He didn't say it. He's wearing his Budweiser. We put a, uh, Cody cooked that, and it was real good. And then we cooked a, um, I don't think we had anything else with it that night, did we? No, just. Um, I think we were too tired, and then we were worried about going there and freezing. We had three heaters going. And then uh, I cooked, I put a vegetable soup on. I had a prime rib bone, a bunch of bones that I took up there and put in that meat, and it turned into mash, but we eat it. Oh, man, it cooked for a day and a half. and It, it was, was good. Yeah. Everything cooked off the bone. and it had everything in it, corn, okra. Brandon cooked some cornbread. And it was did. good. We eat, we eat every one of the peppers in two That's days. Awesome. Big jar of peppers, yep. And so it started raining Saturday. And we slept in a little bit Saturday morning and got up and got our stuff loaded up. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah. Sunday to come home. And we pulled out up there. I don't know. It was probably 8, 8 30, 9 o'clock, man. And it started raining, and it never stopped from never. the time we pulled pulled out of that driveway to we pulled in this one. Well, I guarantee you, I woke up Sunday morning, you know, and I'd text y'all and ask if y'all was home already. And it, it was up in the afternoon, and I knew it was going to be a bad day because it rained here all day long and i'm not talking about just sprinkling no, it no. rained no it rained all the way we talked about it on the way home and there was a couple times i guarantee it's three or four inches of water on the road oh yeah it's I been mean, nice to have a camper top on that f-150 <laughs> well to top everything off when i get home um we're unloading the truck in the rain i come around side of the house here you fall i fell and busted my ass god <laughs> did you? yeah you didn't i didn't tell you no you didn't i had shit all over my back <laughs> <laughs> so i was like well that's just par for the trip but all in all i had a good time with them boys i wish we took more pictures of one another and stuff like that but i think we we're just too busy wondering what was gonna hit us around the next corner yeah yeah and i think that's the fun thing about it you get to you know go in and experience those things it is a good wind down for the end of the year i mean it for was. deer season it was it was a trip that i wish i could have went on but we didn't we got we got plenty of more to, to make i tell you it was the first time in a long time i can remember i slept some on the way home and i don't ever get that opportunity for one because i'm normally driving but i did i lay back here in the back seat and i just laid over on that pillow I don't know how long I slept, but it was, I was tired. <laughs> it was a good trip. It was a good trip, and my stuff's put up. My my stuff is as is as well. Yeah, well, I was hoping for a late season magic trip and here locally, and it just wasn't meant to be this year. I was hoping to get to chase one across my my Buck Fever Seed Company food plot, and that's just not going to be in the cards for this year. The deer I was after, he's gone, and. That's well and I and good, and I'm just ready no, to. It's not. I'm just ready to. <laughs> it's ready to uh, ready to start chasing something else. It's it's coyote time for me. I want to start pushing on that, and the next few months is going to be. That's going to be my mo for from now on for till till for a while anyway. Um, I'm excited. I'm glad to be better. Glad to be sick. A lot of people. Gosh, so many people sick right now, um, and you know we need to be mindful of them. There's people that are really close here that are. Been in the hospital in bad shape and stuff like that for sure. So that's right. Be thankful of them, but you know, the I guess the big next big thing for uh, for us for this year is, is Nashville and the NWTF, and and I I know that the buzz around it is starting to really generate. I see it on social media. There's starting to be some some posts made about it. And are you getting more and more fired up for it? Yeah, I am. I'm big time, and I, I don't. I don't have anything to share in what way. Um, 
I know we're going to be dropping kind of a new logo look soon, so that'll be exciting. Um, and we'll have some new apparel with it on there, but it'll only be for sale in Nashville currently. Yep. So, um, but yeah, just looking over all the booths that are going to be up there and some of the big names, and hopefully, you know, people swing by and see us. And there's going to be a bunch of people come by get, and see. I think there's going to be people wanting to put names to to faces of you know, TAI and the people that are going to be there. You know, we've had a lot of conversations with so many people from that genre. And there's going to be people there that I, I am I am jealous for the reason you're going to get to meet people that we've talked to on the phone. And it's, I love putting a name to it, you know. Sure. And I think that's going to be one of the cool things. And you better have you a list of, of people to do shows with because I'm sure you're going to generate a lot of buzz. I, I can't wait because, I mean, we're building this thing up now. I mean, we're – we're still a podcast, but we're brand, we're we're branding this thing more than just a podcast now. So, and I, I'm excited to get see people up there. You know, even if they maybe we see one person up there, it might have our hat on or something. Or yeah, and, and next time we see them, they may have more more apparel on. So well, I mean, our our it may not seem like much to to some, but I got a picture from Jason Lewis the other night. He was at the uh, SCI banquet, the the probably the biggest name yep. as far as it goes had our talk about it had on at that sci banquet and may not mean nothing to some but you see stuff like that and you know those those brand ambassadors and things that we're, we're coming out with for the future and you know it, it's become more of a lifestyle to us over the last year it's not just a it's not just a podcast in nick's basement it's going to become a lifestyle and it's it's really buzzing about i mean i see them all over the place and for people that are wanting apparel just bear with us we've got some amazing new stuff that's coming out and, and websites and everything else it's just it, we've we've had to get through the holidays and had to get through the season i know there's been a lot of people that have asked and there's a lot of people that are interested in partnerships and, and things that we want to grow with and we want you to grow with us and if you're interested in doing something feel free to reach out because it's time i'm gonna be nervous getting up there and ask not not driving finding the Finding the place and getting yeah. in there and figuring out how to set everything up yep. and just being overwhelmed with how large this thing is and I've never stayed at the Grand Old Opry. I don't know what it's like. Luckily, Cody's going and he can hopefully assist and walk travel with connoisseur that he yeah. is. I'm excited though because that's my forte. This is y'all's forte. I can get up there and I like shaking babies and kissing hands. So. <laughs> well, you gonna have it to do it there. Son. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to just mingle with everyone and fellowship that's gonna be that's gonna be a good time for sure but what else um if you're if you've made it this far into the episode go over to apple review apple podcast hey spotify's got a place you can leave a review now leave us a review on both of them and hit that five star rating and um leave us something positive on there good Uh, feedback put some ideas on there one thing i read today um that announced on january the 10th um, Boone and Crockett will now not recognize a deer that is taken um, if you're using a cell camera. Yep, I saw that oh. post as well too. They've taken taken that. Um, they will be will not be in the record books for using following kind of the leads that some of the Midwest and the Western states have adopted, um, not allowing trail cameras. Utah is not allowing trail cameras at all, no cell cam or regular trail cameras during the hunting season, but. Boone and Crockett will not recognize um, any any deer that's taken using a cell camera now. So, well, <clears throat> shucks. <laughs> Guess we won't get one recorded. Yeah, <laughs> like, there we go. That knocked it out for me. I'm not gonna shoot that 180 now. <laughs> Let him go. Um, but that's that's something I thought was interesting in the news that that came about. 
lot of new lot of new buzz around this whole technology thing um the range finding scopes was part of that you can't use if you use a range finding scope uh whether it be the oracle or the burris scope or or one of the um one of the sig sour scopes if they've got the automatic range finders in they're not allowed to be used it creates an unfair chase advantage or whatever they want to call it i don't know i think if you're out there pursuing a game you you need to use every advantage you can take that deer and especially with the ethical side of it and you can make a much more ethical shot if you've got a range finder built into that scope i mean i don't have one but if you're using it you're probably going to be more accurate with it so goes back to the whole thing it's legal to hunt and then boone and crockett's just a scoring system it ain't that score don't mean crap at the end of the day so i i ain't got nothing else thanks for everybody that keeps listening to this podcast all the way to the end and thanks all for got some really cool episodes coming up next few weeks uh they'll be dropping we'll get back in a more consistent cadence getting them dropped out we've been a little slow it's the first monday we hadn't had our first part of the week we hadn't had an episode to drop um this will probably drop out tomorrow just to get it going and Trump. um get some buzz around it and we got another one coming up this week and i think we're gonna go turn them dogs loose saturday go rabbit yep Sounds that like time. I'm, I'm gonna try to go i'm gonna try to go coyote hunting this week. try to get some film that'd be cool i gotta clayton remind gonna, me i got a funny video to show you all right clayton gonna bring it drone <laughs> he's gonna play, bring the drone and he got him a gopro so we're gonna try to combine some footage and nice, nice. do something see strap a gopro on one of them dogs shit <laughs> <laughs> somebody give me an old one i might they cool. Caden's got that cheap some, one. Some of those got a GPS location on them. Oh, really? You lose it. Yeah, I think you can turn it on. But Yeah. Just strap it on there. It ain't going to fall off. I'm going to strap it on that gun barrel, son, and burn that thing off. I'll be the one killing them. My old buddy down in Louisiana, <laughs> Randy Gary, he's got yeah. hey, Are you? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to break it in on something. I ain't shot it yet. Nice. It's just sitting over there. Nick bought him a new Benelli. Super Black Eagle 3, 20-gauge, 20 26-inch barrel. Have you even shot it? I ain't even shot it yet. It's just sitting over there. I like it. I put the claw uh, sling on it. Oh, yeah. No slip. No slip. Mm. I'm nah. ready to burn one. I got to get me a turkey choco. That's going to be one of my purchases. One of my few purchases up at the NWTF. I'll spend some of that Our money. Our boys, uh, J- uh, Jeb's Choke's going to be right next to us. So, Our boys, the boys that don't never call you back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get on them. I ain't going to say nothing to them because them boys are good when they first started. They were, They treated me very well. We're good. So, oh, they probably get busy like everybody else. I'll tell you what about them. If we ever get them on, I'm gonna tell them this. But they had an ad in the back of Gon, and you know you can buy pages, half pages. Yeah, they bought one little corner, and that's how they started. <laughs> that's pretty cool. To and know. that's how I got their number. Now they're big time. Uh, they're big, big time. Yeah, big yeah. time. What booth number are we? Eighteen um, forty-one, something like that. I could have told you if you. All of our thousand of listeners, y'all come over there and see us. I'm telling you, there's going to be a bunch. Going to be a bunch. You going to video them coyote hunts? Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm on some coyote hunting filming already. I've been practicing with my, my scope. I turned the back. Yeah. You going to do it in daytime? I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to, especially get up there in uh, in Tennessee. going to do some you daytime go live. up there. No, nah, I won't go. If you can't go live up there, hell, ain't no damn service. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I am going to do some some hunting and, and filming at night with the with the coyote game it's new thermal i'm excited to put it to work i've done a lot of work on my gear i've got new little gadgets and stuff i'm gadget gadget eccentric and i've got a lot of new stuff for this and i'm really excited for it i'm really excited to try i heard it a bunch last night they're starting to move it's that time of year and there's and i've got some trips planned up i'm on i'm gonna go out of out of not 
maybe not go out of state. I may try to, but I'm going on some trips. I've there's some boys called me and invited me on some trips down to some hunt clubs and stuff like that in South Georgia. And, uh, this week I ain't had much else to do but sit around and talk, text people. So I'm wanting to make some trips at night, and I want to. I heard you. I'm right over the hill here. Yeah, Ooh, they're here. I mean, it's just and it's that time. So and I'm ready to. I downloaded. I sat around and downloaded uh, probably two hundred dollars worth of new calls. So Uh-oh. got me a whole new call list, whole new sound library. They wasn't nothing wrong with the old calls. I got me some new calls, <laughs> and that that's why they're gonna die. There's all kinds of new ones. I can't wait. Hang on. Retirement up. of um of uh oh. Kyle Crickenberger, probably the killingest son of a gun that, that we'll ever see in the Coyote game. He won the Eastern this past weekend, um, and he's retired. 38 Coyotes in two nights. You going to mount one? And two Foxes. He hammered them. No. You going to mount one? Not another one. Oh, you already got one? Oh, you got that black one? black one. one. Yeah, yeah I, won't, I won't mount one. I'd like to have a couple tan, maybe. Just throw you going to eat one? No. I did see John Collins fixing a bobcat the other night. He cooked a bobcat and ate it. That's not going to lead anything. I can't wait to get him on. I've been been buzzing. Uh, that's that's one that I'm excited to talk to. Who do you want to get on that we haven't reached out to yet? Uh, who's a, who's a who's a good good name that everybody might know that that we haven't got on yet that you'd like to? Gosh, I don't know. There's so many out there, but Shaq, <laughs> I'd love to. I, mean, I, I swear, I would Outdoors. love to. <laughs> I would love to sit and talk to him. Um, probably John's going to be a big one. I want to talk to him, but um, Michael Waddell. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk to Michael. I think that'll be a fun one. Um, David Blanton. I think I'm excited for for Jeff Danker. I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, I think it'll be be something different. But the Georgia local people, I really want to stay, you know, partial to that. But going out west, I would really like to to get more into the. I don't necessarily want to say western hunters, but I want to talk to some of those different people from out there. The I want to talk to somebody about wolf hunting just to yeah. get an experience on it. I think that's neat chasing those big cats. Um, I can't wait to see what comes from the buzz around the ATA. Uh, I want to talk to somebody that was there that can give us some feedback on it. I know Derek and Kyle would talk to them. They'll probably come on and do a show with us. And then SHOT Show. Uh, I do want to do a show after SHOT. It's not something that pertains to us a lot, but scopes and guns and things like that, I think, fit right into it. So I want to hear from SHOT Show. So Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, if y'all want to uh, come and check out any time what we got going on, check out the social medias. They're there. But, uh, hey. As always, remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mouth members.